wedding photography, a lumberjack husband, a two-year-old, and everything in between. Welcome to My Stay-at-Home Life, a podcast devoted to life as an entrepreneur while juggling a toddler, marriage, crafting, dinner recipes, and advice. Whether you are just starting out as a stay-at-home mama or if you are starting your photography career, this podcast is for you. Welcome! Bonjour friends and welcome back to my podcast. So I know it has been a hot minute. Like I said in my last one, I will just be recording these when I feel like God put something on my heart and if he does not, I will not be recording anything that week. So um, this week I have just really felt like I have needed to talk about my postpartum depression journey and just how I got through it and what tangible ways actually helped me through it. And kind of just starting um, from the beginning, I mean, it kind of ties back to um, one of my previous podcasts was about how or what to do when your dreams come to a grinding halt. And that's pretty much where it all started was um, just knowing that a dream of mine came true, but I was not able to go through with it because I was pregnant. And in the beginning, I was just really mad and I was sad and disappointed and I felt all the emotions and it is okay to feel sad and angry when um when you have a dream that you want to accomplish and it has not happened yet and it may not happen it is okay to go through that grieving process because I had to go through the grieving process in order to not resent my husband or my son um and yeah it was just too important of a process to not go through. So, um, so yeah, so I would definitely just call myself out and say it started with that to be completely honest with you. So I just remember, um, when I was just truly thinking about becoming a mom and knowing exactly just what that all entailed and, um, just kind of exactly what it took to become a mom and just basically how I would have to really become unselfish and unwanting and that was really hard for me because I was definitely a person that enjoyed my own schedule I enjoyed my own time I loved just being able to sit in my bed if I wanted to or go out to a coffee shop if I wanted to or just doing whatever made me happy in that moment and not really thinking about anybody because I really didn't have to and um and I'm not saying I was living selfishly but just like basically my time was what I idolized in that season unfortunately and um so having to give that up so fully with becoming a mom just really really took a toll on me and I remember I eventually did get over the Italy trip like I said in my last podcast like I fully recovered from that but um it didn't really take away what was coming next which was actually having a child and just having basically your life completely flipped upside down and I will just say first of all that motherhood is the best journey I have ever been on it is the best journey, the most fun journey. And besides when I got saved, whenever God saved me, that is like the best journey I've ever been on. But this is definitely a close second. And it's been the hardest journey, but such a wonderful one that has taught me about 
what I'm passionate about, what my um, new priorities are, and it's helped me to grow so much as a person. So definitely would 100% recommend becoming a parent. So, um, and yes, like I said, this podcast is about postpartum depression. So if this is going to trigger you, um, I just want to give just a full understanding of that, that you totally can turn this off. It's okay. Um, but if you are just curious to see what happens or what happened to specifically me with going through it, then stay tuned because it's going to be a really, really good podcast. Okay, so let's get right into it. So like I said, it kind of all started with Italy. I definitely got over it. Um, with not going to Italy with that whole situation. Um, but I just definitely was to the point where after we had Ezra, I remember just being in the hospital and so many people came and saw us, like all of our friends came and saw us. And it was so, I mean, it was so kind of them to do that. But I remember I just felt like my boundaries and all of the things that I struggled with was basically coming to a head. I, I remember just feeling so stressed out and angry. I mean, I remember one of our friends, like, um, like a couple that we used to know, they came and saw us. And I remember like the guy, like the husband came in and I remember I was just in like this robe, like with just, and I was basically like learning how to breastfeed my son. And I remember just like feeling so angry and just frustrated because I'm like, I feel like I need to get dressed for him. Like, I feel like I need to not be so, um, like I just felt very exposed, if that makes sense. Like I just felt very out of my element and just stressed. Like, and there was just so many little things that sent me into postpartum depression. I am convinced of this. And, um, and in the hospital, I never once thought that I was like, oh, well, maybe I'm the one that need to just speak up and tell them I feel uncomfortable that they're there but I felt like I couldn't because they came all the way there to give Ezra a present and that was so nice and so I just felt like obligated to allow them just to stay there with us even though I felt miserable and I remember um friends from our old church like they were doing like kind of a meal chain like not every day it was just random times that they would bring food over and I remember it stressed me out so much like I remember I just people would arrive at my house randomly and I was like in the middle of feeding Ezra or just like crying because I was sad and angry and I didn't really know what was happening all my hormones were everywhere I just remember feeling just so vulnerable all the time and it was just awful and I just was so dang miserable and I just too another situation happened where I remember I um had two sets of friends over and I was just really faking how I was feeling I mean I was miserable you guys like I was so sad and I remember um sitting on the couch and I was holding Ezra and I just wanted to cry like I just wanted to weep and everybody was still over there and I texted Michael just saying I was like hey honey can you please have everybody leave because I need to be alone. Like I need to just, I need everybody to go. And I remember just after everybody left, my mom was still there because she came up for a couple weeks to help us after as he was born. And I remember just sitting there just weeping. Like I just started to cry on the couch because I was so 
angry and sad about how my life was just completely flipped upside down. I mean, I had to wake up in the middle of the night now and feed a child. I had to get up early and feed a child. I had to like basically make sure that he survived. I mean, that's what the newborn stage is. So I know this is probably an unpopular decision or opinion, but I hate the newborn stage. I mean, there's certain moments that can be fun. Yeah. But like most of it is not fun. I mean, it's like basically where like you're just trying to learn how to take care of a kid. And I hope that like if, and when we have a second child that it's better, but, um, but definitely with Ezra, I mean, I remember just feeling so beside myself and really not knowing what to expect. And I think that's what I was the most afraid of because I do not do too well with change when things dramatically happen and when life just changes and it's not a change that I want or was looking forward to. It just really wrecks me and I'm working on it. I'm for sure trying to work on that part of me, but it's definitely a work in progress. And, um, and there are parts like, I'm just going to completely be honest because this is what this is about. And I always want to be authentic with you guys. Um, so I basically, there was a point where I remember I was doing the dishes and this is so embarrassing for me to talk about. And it's just, it's just so embarrassing, but I'm just going to say it because I feel like this is such a real thing and people don't know that it's a real thing. So, um, so yes, I just remember doing dishes and I remember cleaning a knife And I remember being like, you know what, if I killed Ezra and then killed myself, like I would be free from this. Like I wouldn't have to deal with this anymore. I wouldn't feel what I feel. I wouldn't feel sad anymore. Like I, I would feel okay. And I mean, that is a legitimate thought that I had. So just completely honest with you right now. I mean, it is a real thing. Like postpartum depression is real and it is not anything to be ashamed about. And I remember I just, after I had that thought, I was so just mad at myself. Like I was so mad at myself. And I remember just basically disappearing for like three months. Like I remember just completely not talking to anybody. I wouldn't talk to my family. I wouldn't talk to Michael. I wouldn't talk to my friends. I just disappeared. I mean, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I just felt so ashamed of how I felt and that I didn't want to spend time with my son. Like I remember I would just not even want to like hold him and I wouldn't want to just take care of him when he cried because I was just so angry at how my life was looking. And, um, and that's not an excuse to not I mean, I did take care of him, but it was the bare minimum. It was not where I wanted to do anything extra to help him thrive. I mean, and that was a really scary time for me. I I remember just having all these scary, weird thoughts. Like I would be driving some days and I would just be like, you know what? If I just drove my car off to the side of the road, like I would hit this car head on and then it would be over. Like I would be fine and I wouldn't be thinking anymore about any of this. Like I would just be in heaven with God and it would be fine. And, um, and then Ezra and I would be happier that way. And I mean, those were like real legitimate thoughts that I had. And I thought about them several different times. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I did deal with suicidal thoughts and, um, but I knew deep down, like the reason why I never went through with anything is because I knew deep down that God was bigger I just knew it. Like I knew that 
anything I could possibly think about, the deepest, darkest thought I could ever think about, I knew God was with me. And I knew he was showing me that there would be a brighter season and a new season. Um, I just had to work through it. And I knew that it was the devil, like really getting into my head because I allowed space for him to get in there because I was not standing up for myself and I was not standing up for how I was feeling or what I was going through. I was just allowing just everything to puncture my boundaries. I mean, I just was so, so angry during that time. And I was just so sad. Like I remember there were certain moments where I would just start crying because I was just angry. Like I was just mad that I, it was so hard for me to just go and just feel like myself. Like I remember just feeling so mad that I just couldn't go to the store without a screaming child with me. And, and I wanted so badly to be an Instagram mom. Like just really, I'm just fully calling myself out. Like I remember so badly wanting to be an Instagram mom and taking just beautiful photos of, of just like me and Ezra being together or of my son, like in these beautiful clothes and of my house looking tidy and neat. But at that time I was struggling so hard with just not wanting to kill myself and kill my son that like, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I remember just having those thoughts all the time and just being angry after I would think about them and then sending myself deeper into postpartum depression. And it was just awful. It was such an awful time. And, um, but Basically, I mean, it took me about six months to just, I mean, okay, not even six months. It took me like nine months to really get through that season. And that's a long time to be saying those kind of thoughts to yourself. That's a very long time. And I remember just basically like this is going to be kind of a silly comparison, but it honestly made so much sense to me. It's like in the movie Frozen 2, whenever Anna is depressed because Olaf and her sister just passed away, which by the way, that's a really intense storyline for kids, but that's a whole other thing. It's just, I have my own opinions about that. But anyway, so basically she's singing this song that's called just do the next right thing. And that's what I did. I mean, I remember just certain days when I was like, you know what? I'm really sad right now. And I just want to curl up in a ball and knock it out of bed. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit up. I'm just going to sit up in my bed and I'm just going to just do that first. And then after I do that for a while, I am going to get up and get dressed. Even though I don't want to, I just want to wear PJs and I don't want to do anything. I just, I'm going to get up and get dressed. And I would do that for a couple of days. And I, um, along with taking care of Ezra, of course, like I did not just leave him in his crib and not like I helped him, but like I said, I was the bare minimum, definitely not anything to write home about. But, um, but I remember I would just sit up on my bed and I would get dressed. And then after a couple of days of doing that, and after I just was like, okay, I can do this. I remember just, um, sitting up on my bed, getting dressed, and then I would make myself breakfast. I, um, and then after I would do that, then I would start to read my Bible again. And after I would do that, then I would just start to go outside. I would start to get fresh air and I would start to go on walks with Ezra. And it wasn't super long walks. Like it was just maybe around the neighborhood for a little bit. And, um, and then I would start to actually exercise. And then I started to eat healthy. 
because I was not eating healthy at all. Whenever I said I would make breakfast or whenever I would start making meals for myself, it would literally be macaroni and cheese and Pop-Tarts. Like that's just what it was, like being totally honest with you Um, because that's all I could handle. And then I remember like after I would start eating healthy, then I started feeling better and my energy would spike again. And I remember my hormones evened out. And, um, and I learned from a friend, like it takes about a year to get over postpartum, even two years. And I mean, I'm finally in the season now where I am so happy. I mean, I am so happy about what God has brought me through because it has made me a stronger woman. I know exactly what I want on the daily. I know exactly what my expectations are. I know how to say no to people. I mean, that is a huge thing for me. I have never known how to say no to people ever. I remember just saying constantly yes to people and feeling so burned out and just mad. Like I felt so angry all the time. And it was because I kept letting people just dictate my life without them even knowing. I mean, they aren't doing it on purpose. I just, I would never stand up for myself and create boundaries. And so, but like I said, it's just that one Frozen 2 song just it kept like helping me to like get through it. And it's so silly, but it's just the truth. It's like, just do the next right thing. It's like, I mean, I felt the darkness and I wanted to succumb to it so badly. I remember just feeling ready to just completely succumb to the darkness. And I just, but even deeper down in my heart of hearts and my soul, I just felt like God had a bigger plan for me. So I never actually took the plunge and did that because I just knew that God had a bigger plan for my life. And, um, and basically why I'm saying that is because I know he has a bigger plan for your life too. I mean, it might not seem like that now. I don't know what you're walking through and only God knows exactly your emotions with it. And he sees everything. And that's not in an intimidating way. That is in a way that is so awesome and lovely because, oh my gosh, like if I did not have the Lord, if I did not have God through that time, I would not be here. And I can fully say that with confidence. I mean, I am being 100% honest with you is I would not be here if it wasn't for the Lord because he is just so good and so much bigger than anything that you could ever go through. I mean, he is there for you in your deepest, darkest steps. He's there with you in your highest mountain peaks. He's there with you when you're just really striving to just move two feet off of the ground onto the mountain and he sees exactly where you are I mean your ups your downs your lefts your rights I mean when you take a wrong turn he's there and he is just ready with open arms just to accept you back in I mean he does not fault you I mean he wants you to repent and he wants you to learn and grow from it but he will not make you live there he's not like people friends he's not he's not like people he will not cut you out of his life he won't make you feel stupid about what you're going through I mean in a crowd of 10,000 people he sees you specifically and he knows exactly what you're going through he knows everything about you he knows your deepest thoughts. He knows when things make you laugh and when things make you happy and sad and everything. And he knows exactly how to guard you from those things and how to bring you into the things that bring you joy. And just, he knows you so well and he just loves you. And 
And that's what got me through. It's like that is what got me through is those thoughts and just knowing those facts because they're totally the truth. They just really are. And I just want you to know today that if you feel lost and if you feel alone and afraid of anything that's going on, because there's a lot going on and there's a lot of noise. And But if you feel afraid and if you want to come to the Lord, you can today. And all it takes is just for you accepting him into your heart. That's it. It's just accepting that he died on the cross for you to save your sins and that you just know that he's real and that's all it takes. And so, um, and yeah, I mean, just no judgment. It's like he comes to you and just ready, like ready and willing just to take you exactly as you are. And you never have to be afraid ever of him because he loves you. And he's the one that first loved you before anybody else could have ever loved you. And he knit you together in your mother's womb. And he knows just all the plans that he has for you. I mean, he knows exactly how to give you a future and a hope. And he's not going to make you strive and work your whole life just for a little bit of satisfaction. Because when you are in a relationship with Jesus, I mean, oh, it's just so freaking good. It's so good. And yeah, I mean, he will get you through it. He just will. Like he is the only one that can get you through it and he can get you through it fully to where you come out on the other side stronger and ready for the new season that he has for you. But I love you, friend. I love you so much. And I hope that this podcast blessed you and that somehow it just helped you to know that you're not alone in what you're going through because you're not. You're with so many other people. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have for you today, but I hope that you enjoyed it and I will be back soon.